This is Lukardowski of We Are Change.org, joined by Tim Pavot, uh, the Liberty Advisor. And in this Pichot, video, and you know it, so, dude. Go on. In this video, we will be discussing the idea of a universal basic income, a fringe idea not so long ago, but now becoming an unavoidable reality. Now, of course, this is something that, again, was just crazy not so long ago, but. It's something that's happening right now in Spain. It's been happening for a while with the big banks and the big corporations and the elites in the United States. We're getting a little taste test of it with $1,200 being sent to us sometime soon in a bill that, uh, that, that only took out $250 billion for that. Meanwhile, the whole bill was $2 trillion and people estimate that people will have to pay back at least $8,000 in taxes uh, for that $1,200 overall when all the dust is settled. So as we get a little test run of this idea that's been previously promoted by Andrew Yang, Elon Musk, it looks like Spain is taking the bull by its horns or taking the hammer and sinkle uh, by its, uh, you know, uh, handles or whatever, and running with this idea as they're announcing that they will be moving to permanently establish universal basic income. Now, we still don't know the full details and extent of exactly what is going to be happening in Spain, but the prime minister announced already a rolled out 200 euro billion dollar package that is worth 216 billion US dollars to supposedly boost the Spanish economy. And now he's saying that he's moving forward with this plan and they will be making it happen some way in hook or crook or way with the euro, which is a little bit, uh, it's, it's going to be very hard to understand how this is going to be rolled out. Tim, what do you make of all of this? Well, I thought this is you're going to make a running of the bulls comment over there of running with this in Spain. Uh, but anyways, what, yeah, what I make of this is that there's no way that this is eventually going to work on a long enough time horizon, even on a short time horizon, especially in America. I mean, those checks have, you know, let's face it, those checks are already spent before the money is even here. So it's going to be a good temporary boost, but it's not going to replace, you know, the 10 million people who are going to be out of work or potentially even much greater numbers than that. But to me, I mean, this really isn't even about necessarily the income. It's about the fact that our money has been so devalued. So we've seen a big push for, you know, workers aren't getting paid enough. Uh, now we could you know, argue what enough is and I do, but the thing is we're always being taught in government schools to, you know, attack these symptoms and not actually t attack the root causes. And to me, the root cause is the fact that the money has been so devalued. So as you print more money, it becomes worth less and less and less and eventually becomes worthless. And I think, you know, a really good thing to point out over here, we uh, flip over to my screen and let's see if we can see this. But in 1964, the, the dollar, uh, so the minimum wage in 1964 was $1.25, which as we see calculated today using the government's inflation numbers would be $10.40. The bigger picture though, isn't necessarily this. The bigger picture is the fact that the money in 1964 was actually, uh, you, know, you know, what you had is, you know, the, the dimes back then, the quarters contained actual real silver. So flip over here to the screen, we see a 1964 silver dime. These silver dimes are going for, like the, in the worst conditions over here, are going for $1.32. Uh, and so you, know, you had 10 of those, you know, that's, uh, 
you know, over, over 10 bucks, not 10 bucks an hour right there in terms of minimum wage. Now, uh, you know, that's uh, per dollar. So I mean, you get to multiply by 10. So you're looking at $10 and 32 cents for what was, uh, you know, a dime. Now, if you're in a brilliant condition, you can get up to $6 and 34 cents for a dime, which is crazy. So now if you take a look at the silver price, so today the silver price is $15 and 14 cents. Then let's flip back to what the minimum wage was in 1964, $1.25. I mean, that's, so you're looking at, if you had five quarters, you know, so if you were getting paid in quarters as opposed to getting paid, uh, you know, in direct deposits, because I'm not sure if they even had direct deposits in 1964, but if they, if they did, or if you were getting paid in, in actual do, in quarters, that'd be about like 18 bucks an hour or an hour right now. And so not too long ago when silver was at 20 bucks, uh, that'd be closer to, you know, probably $25 an hour. So for me, if you're not attacking the problem that is the money, then you're really just missing the bigger issue. And I, I do see there's some other places trying to implement this as well, Luke. Um, sorry, I've just got sidetracked here. Uh, but it's also important, you were just talking about silver. It's very difficult to even get your hands on silver now. Uh, as of course, you know, the, the price is $15, but good luck trying to get it anywhere because everyone's trying to move away and buy precious metals as a way to find an alternative to all of this. But when it comes to the kind of idea of basic universal income, I mean, you were talking about 10 million people being unemployed. Those are still the official numbers. Uh, and again, we still have to understand many states have shut down. They stopped reporting. Uh, they stopped processing a lot of the paperwork. The true unemployment numbers usually come in two to three weeks, now even longer extended periods of time because of this slowdown and everyone staying home. So the unemployment numbers are going to be huge. Small businesses, medium-sized businesses are, are, you know, they can't compete with, with Walmart. They can't compete with Costco. They're being told to shut down their doors. Restaurants and other businesses will be absolutely shattered. Uh, and, and again, this is extremely important to understand here because again, when, with this, you know, tragedy that's been made worse by government, the government's going to come in and think of these answers that's going to involve not just the check to you, but more control and power over you. I don't know if you've ever been to Spain. Uh, Europe, again, is, is mainly a more kind of, uh, you know, liberal kind of bastion of, of kind of socialism. They're more favorable towards those ideas. But just even spending some time in Spain, they definitely don't have their things uh, together. They have a very corrupt government. There's a ton of protests happening there. Uh, basic utilities are sometimes in shambles, as of course, there's massive civil unrest with people just being unhappy. I mean, I was there in Spain before the major Occupy Wall Street movement. There was the Occupado movement that was happening there in Barcelona that inspired Occupy Wall Street, that inspired uh, you know, uh, other movements that was going along with this kind of culture of Tahir Square and this culture of mass civil unrest. That still continues to this day. Occupy Wall Street came and went in the United States. In Spain, there's still a lot of massive civil unrest happening. There was just a woman's march down there with thousands and thousands of women coming out into the street, marching together. So, so the, the way that I see this unfolding is, is probably going to be in a similar fashion that this experiment played out in fin Finland. Finland had a temporary kind of uh, exercise in universal basic income where they wanted to test this with 2,000 people. And for a year, they gave them $640 a month. And after studying and looking at this very closely, they found that after giving people money with no strings attached, uh, people got happy, but they didn't get jobs. And overall, it led to not 
a better situation as promised as the one that's being toted to you by people like Elon Musk or Andrew Yang that are big proponents of this. And again, uh, I'm not a fan of, of, of UBI. I'm not a fan of this latest bailout, but also most importantly, this is still nothing. This is still chicken scraps compared to what the banksters, the corporations, and the elites get with their buddies in government that siphon off the wealth from us in debt this country and give it off to them. That's the bigger point here that's important. Yeah, I mean, and then I mean, just take a look at everything that the government does. I mean, right now, I mean, it was Harry Brown who said, you know, the government will break you a leg and then give you, uh, you know, give you a crutch. And so here they are; they've, they've artificially made all these people unemployed, and now uh, I mean, it's not artificial; they are unemployed now. And these numbers that are coming out, and I'm trying to pull up, uh, pull this up right now. So if we go head over to the screen, this is shadowstats.com, and they have the they have this over at twenty, almost twenty three percent of what the real uh, unemployment rate number is now. now now, again, that's a very loaded type statement because they don't calculate on inflation and unemployment. Here we are talking unemployment the same way as what they used to. And so if you count it the same way that they used to, uh, if you're trying to compare this to a Great Depression type era, you know, this, you know, we're basically there. It's just you can't really see it because we don't really have the classic bread lines that we used to see, which I guess we do now. I mean, there's articles I've seen out of Drudge where it shows mile long lines just outside of Mar-a-Lago. Um, you know, right in the right in the president's backyard of, of these huge bread lines. But nowadays, since everyone has EBT cards or SNAP cards, uh, you don't really necessarily see the soup kitchens. It's not really as in your face as what it used to be. And so, really, I mean, the 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 main thing that they them those the powers that be, the main thing they're worried about is keeping you know all the little ants in line. So we're you know basically cash cows for them. We're the ants, and it's not about uh, you know just like in the bug's life, it's not about the food. It's about keeping those ants in line. And right now. Uh, you know, it's not about, I mean, why do we even have to pay taxes if the fact that the government, like all these bailout programs are more than all the taxes uh, that we collect on a, I mean, it's, it's almost now with six trillion. I mean, that's about how much taxes we collect over two years. Uh, and so why don't we just have a two-year tax reprieve? But it's not about the taxes. It's about keeping us control, about taking tax money from here, giving it over there, you know, giving it to black budget type type uh you know situation that's going on and uh but you know not to, and you're talking about this women's march well and not to make a little joke out of this but uh i guess at least they're only losing 79 cents on the hour for every dollar that a man's losing but obviously that's a obviously that's a, that's a you know that's a that's a being facetious with, with that one because that's been disproven seven ways to sunday uh the other thing is i wrote a book a little booklet 18 pages long and how they rigged the economy and in these trying times when luke just got kicked off uh, demonetized off We Are Change yesterday. I mean, we're not joking around when we say that we need backup ways of communicating with you. So one of those is through text messages. So if you guys text one word, change the news, no spaces, just change the news uh, with an S to 71441. You're going to get my presentation on uh, crisis retiring from uh, two years ago at Anacapoco and also get uh, my book that I wrote on how they rig these numbers. And if you know how they rig it, great. But the problem is 99% of the people that you interact with or know don't know how they rig these things. And so until you actually know how the system works you can't actually ever try to improve the system now i just think the whole system there is no really fixing it and we just need to basically create a new paradigm for this whole entire thing anyways i think it's all basically bs but you know the the the, the answer is we need to have sound money. We need to get rid of, we can't have money that's based on debt. So in order to get a dollar into the system, we have to create a dollar of debt. And so, oh, we're going to bail everybody out by giving more debt into the system. Oh, so that's going to, that's going to fix a debt problem. Just give, you know, everybody way more debt. Uh, and then 
we can't ever have the interest rates go up because then if the rates go up, then we can't pay back the debt that we already did. And so as the video that we did yesterday on the IMF, then it's going to be coming in like, oh, well, you know, we like this resource or that resource that you happen to have, uh, except in terms of the government, the only resource they have is the ability to treat us like tax cows and to, uh, you know, take our money. So yeah, Luke, I just don't think it's going to work. It's just, unfortunately, we've got a dumbed down populace and even, even economic majors, AOC has a minor in economics. Uh, and when people say, oh, well, Tim, you don't have an economics major. I'm like, well, that probably makes me more qualified to talk about economics, even though I was two classes away from being, being one. But yeah, it's, it's not going to work, Luke. It's just uh, very tired of seeing people always attack the symptom and never attack the root cause of anything. You got you to send me that text message stuff. I want to send out my stuff out there. You son of a gun. We'll talk, we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. But the stuff you mentioned about inflation is very important. And of course, the more you just keep you know, spending and printing money and indebting yourself, what do you think is going to happen? The value of your dollar, the value that it has with its purchasing power will go down. And again, this is going to be an experiment to look at. I don't think Spain's going to be successful with this at all because, again, they're, they're doing this with the euro. The euro is a currency that is not just valued in Spain. It's a currency valued all over the world, but particularly in many European countries. So they won't be able to inflate uh, the euro because how will they be able to print it? This looks like they're doing their own thing outside of the European Union. There have been portions of Spain asking for sovereignty because they don't want to be a part of the chaotic government that already exists there. There's been a massive pushback against any kind of sovereign movements over there. So this is you know, an idea where they're trying to implement central controls, but with a bigger system that's just just not there yet. So uh, this is definitely going to to fail. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, are going to be happy about this. You know, but they're looking at this in the short term because, in reality, when you look at all of this, when you look at government intervening, if you look at government coming to give you something, it comes usually at a way bigger cost than what they actually gave you, and they don't give you anything. They just steal it from somebody and then give it to you. All right, there's no giving. The government is not Santa Claus. When the government says uh, you know, we're giving you free something. No, 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 no. They're giving you something that's taxpayer funded at the threat of a gunpoint pointed to someone else's head. And the more that they say they're going to give you something for free, the more they have to go around with their goons and guys with guns threatening other people to extort wealth out of them. That's, you know, the basic stuff on how everything works and develops. That's my take on it. If you think we're wrong, let me know in the comment section below. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News. We've got a lot more things to talk about, especially with how, you know, the banksters, corporations, and ruling elite already have a UBI. Wait, let's, let's also just point out that the government's number one fear right now is that, well, not right now, but the Fed, their biggest concern is the fact that the prices aren't rising fast enough. So now that we're having all these people unemployed, don't worry, the Federal Reserve is going to get, you know, they're going to have an answer back to them in spades when they're worried about, hey, the stuff isn't, isn't uh, you know, prices aren't going up much, as much as they'd like. Now we're going to take a quick look at, look at the, we've got the Bitcoin inflation and deflation chart over here. And so as you can see, as Bitcoin has been going you know, up and up and up, you know, the amount of baskets or goods that you can buy, 
uh, has just you know greatly increased. And obviously, you know, past performance, no indication of future returns. However, uh, the other funny part is you take a look up here on top of the screen and it shows that by uh, 2020, it shows the dollar just being toilet paper, uh, which I guess now maybe that's uh, toilet paper is actually pretty valuable. So maybe that's a bad, a bad analogy. But we've got lots more coming up in the next uh, in the next video, especially as it relates to insolvencies and ex Goldman Sachs executives who are now shifting portfolios into Bitcoin. So uh, start, I just I just wanted to throw that in there, Luke. But uh, yeah, a lot more stuff coming up. Oh yeah, to say the least. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News.